The week two edition of the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings with code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGP on your, on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20x in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for part Lays player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. I'm your host, Sean second money green with my fellow diehards, Rob, Justin, Philadelphia Eagles head up to Foxborough, Massachusetts, get a victory 25 to 20 cover the spread. And if yet, if you read any of the beat writers, any of the reactions on social media, it felt like we lost the game. People are upset. We didn't, we didn't win by enough. It wasn't a clean enough win. It was a, it was a weird game. Cause we jumped out to that 16 to 0 start. And then they kept sneaking back in. They almost had a chance uh, to win the game at the end there. Uh, it, it really reminded me a lot of that lions game where you, yeah, you get out to a good start and then they kind of hang around. Obviously the score was a little different, but it felt like we should have put them away. A lot of critiques, but again, we went and got a road win in the NFL. I think we forget. We had some ugly uh, wins last year and a route to going 14 and three Rob instant reactions in the victory against the Patriots. Uh, well, first of all, I'm glad I'm giving my reaction today versus uh Sunday at like eight o'clock. Cause um, <laughs> I was pretty fired up, but I mean, look, it was a sloppy game. I think the team yeah. looked ill-prepared. Um, you know, and I, maybe this is just the reality of what happens when teams don't play in the preseason. Um, you know, they hadn't played a meaningful game since February. And, you know, uh, let's be honest, most of the practices these days are walkthroughs or, or, you know, light pads. And I think you saw the result of that. But, you know, sloppy play aside, I think there was a lot of coaching issues that we're going to get into here that uh, that concerned me more. The, the overall play calling, the you know, the defensive scheming, um, there were special teams plays again, um, which seems to be a recurring theme. So to me, those are the more concerning things. Uh, cause it wasn't like the team was just not executing. It was, you know, fundamentally what was being called, uh, you know, looked problematic as well. Justin on a scale of zero to 10, how angry are you at this, uh, Eagles victory? I mean, as Rob said, I think Sunday, I felt like it was a, an eight or a nine. I've probably wow. dwindled down to like a, a six and a half at this point, you know, a little bit of clarity, a couple of days removed, which was nice. But yeah, I'm with Rob. Uh, disappointment was kind of my instant reaction. And we were talking just briefly here before we started, Sean. I mean, it was weird because we won the game. But yeah. For some reason, we have these expectations. Um, but I, I think they're... Uh, we're right to have these expectations with this team because we know what they can do. We know the talent they have. And as Rob pointed out, I mean, the play calling didn't seem to be there. The defense didn't seem like it changed whatsoever. As you pointed out as well, it seemed like the lions game all over again, hot start. And then that end, the ending. And then Jalen though, really stuck out to me as just not being himself. And we could say Russ, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but at the same time, this is a guy who I expected to come out and be the MVP this season. So hopefully he shakes that off quick because I'm expecting a lot more from him in the future. Yeah. There, no. there shouldn't be rust if you're working the whole off season. Agree. <laughs> agree. How dare you guys? For, I'll defend my boy. Jay. I, they, uh, this, nah. 
they 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 had a similar win that felt like a loss in Indianapolis where they they should have put away non-conference road favorite is always a tough spot. I'll I'll make that excuse for the Eagles. Now, getting to Jalen Hurts, yeah, I mean, I would grade this uh like a C minus. Uh, it did not look good and uh, certainly Jalen deserves some blame. I mean, that fumble towards the end of the game was really inexcusable and and really pretty unlike him overall to me it was and and I don't it's tough to pinpoint exactly what it was, whether it was the play calling, whether it was not playing in preseason, but it just felt like, especially on the offensive side, just, there was no rhythm. I mean, like last year when the, the offense was firing on all cylinders, it was, Oh, Hey, nice chunk run play. Uh, nice, nice, like deep cross over the middle with AJ Brown. And again, they seem to get it to AJ Brown late. They had that catch that really was a catch called back. I think that might've um, helped a some of the fears there, but I, AJ Brown, like every time they threw it to him, they completed it to him. I don't know why they got away from it at all. Uh, the run game didn't seem to be working great. Some of that was Kenny Gainwell. Like I just don't, I don't understand. I like Kenny Gainwell, but he's not a, he's not a bell cow type guy. So I'm with you, Rob. I think, I think both coordinators have some, uh, I, it, again, it was two coordinators going up against Bill Belichick, two coordinators making their debut again, not making excuses for him, but I think that was just the reality. And yeah, like to me, I don't know if it's rust, whatever. It just felt like out of sync and I'm hoping uh, at home against the Vikings defense, which we should have some opportunities against. They hit the ground running. All right. No, I was going to say, I, I, I don't disagree, but I mean, you know, the one thing we have to keep in mind, and I get it, everyone's going to say, you know, we were out coached and, and we can talk about that, but, and we went against Belichick and it was at home. But the bottom line is, we are a way more talented team than the Patriots, right? Um, you know, I don't know how much Mac Jones and those and, and the rest of them played in the preseason. I, I didn't follow them close enough in the preseason, no, but. At the end of the day, we are way more talented than them. And I, I get they might have a decent defensive line, but our O-line did not play well. They gave up a lot of hurries, um, sacks. I think Jalen was sacked three times. Um, uh, you know, even our D-line wasn't, you know, they were getting pressures, but they, you know, the kudos to the Patriots and, and Bill O'Brien, I guess the benefits of finally having a real offensive coordinator, uh, you know, they were getting the ball out quick, but you know, Mac Jones threw for um, 30, he threw 35 times uh, or completed 35 passes. It actually had 54 attempts. I'm sorry uh, for 316 yards. So they were throwing all over us. Um, they didn't run the ball like crazy, but um, so it, it was just troubling overall, and we're lucky to get away with the wind. You you shake it off. I'm not gonna, you know, panic yet, but I, I think we need to keep it in context. And you know, we are a way better team than they are. Yeah, and, and Rob, you mentioned the sacks. I mean, we didn't get our first sack in the game until three thirty-five left in the game. I mean, it took a long time, and I will say, you know, I decide could do better, obviously, but. That's kind of what you get, though, to a certain extent when you get a guy who, you know, has been a protege of Fangio and we expected more, but you're probably going to get a lot of similarities between Gannon because Gannon ran, you know, that same split safety too high system that Fangio did. So I really our defense predicates on this defensive line and we need more out of them in order to make things happen. And luckily they came up big in the end um, with that huge sack at the end and then. Uh, it was right after the Hertz fumble. And I was really disappointed, though, just to go back real quick with with the offense, because you would expect Hertz to be able to put the game away there. I mean, we gave them two chances with the ball. And also the offense scored just as many uh, touchdowns this game as the defense. And that touchdown came after a defensive turnover where the offense got the ball on the 30 yard line. So uh, I just. I we got to see more, especially out of this offense in the future, and obviously out of the defenses as we keep. Yeah, so I'll ask you both. Um, uh, sorry, Justin, not to cut you off, but I'll ask no, you good. both. I, I mean, I think we both agree we were out coached, even though we won the game. And you know, maybe that's no big deal. You're out coached by Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all time. But um, you know, the question is, uh, uh, who was out coached more? Uh, we had two rookie coordinators, Desai. 
uh, Brian Johnson, neither had a great game, but which, who, who do you find more troubling? Who are you more worried about in terms of getting out coached? Yeah, no, I mean, to me, the, the offense was the more troubling thing. Like it just didn't, and again, it's tough to say whether it was Hertz's execution. Cause I felt like he was pretty aggressive last year, pushing the ball downfield. Now is that play calling? Is that just the, the, the Patriots out scheming us and the, and that wasn't there. I don't know, but I, I felt like the game plan on the offensive side was, it was way worse. I mean, look at that fourth and two, like that slant to Devonta. I mean, it was a combination of yeah. a bad play call and then poor execution. I mean, I, I don't know where Hertz is going to put that ball, but he, sh- he should have found another option. I, I don't really know. Uh, to me, the defense is a little less worrisome as far as the play calling. Uh, Cause I do think the defensive line got some pressure. I mean, we had a pick six, we created some turnovers, got, got a strip sack or got a fumble on Zeke. But again, it did. Uh, it, I think we're always going to have trouble with that dink and dunk stuff that takes advantage of our shitty linebackers. And again, yeah. you know, especially with Nicobe Dean being out and and maybe <clears throat> Nicobe Dean isn't the guy. We'll see. Um, you know, but uh, Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki, eight catches, 92 yards combined and a touchdown. And that really seemed to be the the biggest issue, like over the middle stuff. Like I, I think, you know, if Slay and Bradbury are healthy, I think they can hang with the pay, with you know, with a lot of the receivers in the league, but the dink and dunk stuff over the middle of the field, I think is, is kind of our weakness because we do have a pass rush, but maybe you can't get there in time. So uh, to me, the defensive play calling is something they can figure out. And uh, to their credit, like they, you know, they created turnovers. They got a defensive touchdown and they only allowed 20 points. I mean, you're going to win a lot of games if you only allow 20 points. So yeah, to me, the, the OC is, is more concerning right now. Taking a quick break to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with DraftKings, what are you waiting for? Use that promo code SGP. Bet $5 on football. Not a problem. Get $200 instantly in bonus bets. And there are a ton of uh, juicy lines here for the Eagles at home against the Vikings. Right now, DraftKings has the number Eagles laying six and a half, 49 on the total. I think, uh, I think a fun bet. Uh, that I'm interested in is the first touchdown marker in particular Rashad Penny uh, right now. Oh, it's wow. It's moved. It was 30 to one. It's now down to 19 to one uh, with the news that Quez Watkins or sorry, Kenny Gainwell uh, might be out. So I think that one, even at 19 to one, I like that a lot and uh, could be fun there. And if, uh, if, you know, if he doesn't play uh, you get that, uh, Bet back. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Also, uh, game time. Have you gotten your game time tickets yet for the Eagles? I mean, this is game time is great because maybe you're trying to get to the uh, Eagles Vikings game, looking for some last minute tickets. Uh, They can get expensive. If you're using some of these other guys, game time has you covered. And what's awesome is their low price guarantee. Uh, I mean, I'm seeing some of the uh, even, and they, it's cool. They have the all in pricing, um, so you can you can see what uh, you know what it costs just to get in. I'm looking at um, yeah, if you want to just get in Eagles at Vikings, you can get in for 57 bucks. I mean that is a pretty sweet deal. If you can find a lower price, again same section, same row for less. Game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference. Don't even try. You can't even do it. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, use code SGPN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create the account, redeem the code SGPN for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're back on the Diehard Eagles podcast. Look, I would say this game, the offense played worse. I mean, the other stat I wanted to point out, and I heard this on the radio. It could be, uh, could have gotten it incorrect, but I think it's right. Hertz had four three and outs in a row this game. He didn't do that at all last season um, to have four yeah. three and outs in a row. Uh, which was pretty staggering when you think about it. Um, offense, 
though I will say that I think they're more talented on that side of the ball and they can fix it. Brian Johnson and Hertz have this relationship that we keep hearing about, and I would assume that they're going to be able to get it together. And Sirianni as well should should have some thoughts now in the future as to hopefully uh, what the play calling to a certain extent. I don't expect him to take it over, but I would think that now that he's seen a game with Brian Johnson doing the play calling, we're going to be able to iron some things out. Now, so I think the offense is definitely going to get better. I'm actually not too worried about him, even though I think they played worse. The defense, though, just it's kind of a little frustrating here because, like I said, I didn't see much difference from Gannon's, you know, defense. And I don't know how much it's going to change overall. I hope they do better. And as you point out, Sean, I think the dink and dunk stuff is going to be an issue uh, throughout the season. And we're going to have to rely on those turnovers or, you know, quarterbacks who are trying to get big gains and get themselves into trouble over, you know, just taking what our defense is willing to give them. Yeah, I'm actually in in complete alignment with you guys. I I thought, uh, you know, Brian Johnson was more outcoached than Desai. Um, I I just thought the whole game plan made no sense from, you know, the Kenny Gainwell touches to, I I mean, I must have sent a text in the thread like 50 times. You guys were sick of hearing it. How is Goddard not getting any throws? (laughs) I mean, how do you make one throw to him, overthrow him, and, and that's it? You don't throw any other balls to him all game. Um, and he was open too. And, and, uh, you know, one criticism of Hertz in this game, I felt like he was staring down receivers, only going to one read. He looked very uncomfortable all game. And maybe that was Belichick's, you know, maybe that was his defense that he dialed up. You know, I, I, I have heard a couple people say he was dialing stuff up that people hadn't really seen before. So it does sound like he got really creative, but still, um, you know, Hertz just, he never seemed comfortable and it didn't seem like he was kind of progressing through his reads like he did last year. And to not try to get Goddard involved and, and get really, I felt like they had no, nothing over the middle all game. Yeah. Um, I just felt like that was a big flaw and, and I'm going to hold Johnson more accountable because as you said, Justin, they have way more weapons. I mean, this is a top five offense in the NFL um, with a good line who did not play well. Um, and good weapons and and to not take advantage of those weapons is is really bad, especially when you had all season to prepare. And, you know, the only thing I'm going to say is, you know, we go back to Shane Steichen, but we, we do have to remember last year was Shane Steichen's second year calling plays. So this was Brian Johnson's first game. Um, obviously there is going to be some learning curve. You're never going to be as good. Your first game as you know, your 10th game or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so I, I'm confident. I feel better that he can fix this, especially with Nick's help on offense. But for this game, he had the worst game. And, you know, as to defense and Desai, I, I think I lasted till the end of the second quarter till I was calling for his firing. <laughs> he definitely um, got a fire Desai thing. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's just frustrating to me that the dink and dunk, and I was having nightmares of Gannon all over again because it's the exactly what quarterbacks. Cuts. Yeah, yeah, it's really annoying. But, you know, at the same time, if I'm trying to be objective, and and again, as Justin said, we just don't have the personnel to take away. You know, we don't have linebackers that can cover receivers. Um, you know, our safeties are thin, and if you dink and dunk it, our our line doesn't have time to get there. So. It is a flaw, and and the question is, what can decide do about it? I don't know. Let's we're going to find out because obviously other teams are going to do this. Um, you know, the one thing I did hear listening to a, a podcast, um, I, I guess, uh, and I could be remembering this wrong again, but I think it was something like Gannon actually stunted the D line less than anyone last year. Um, and actually in the first game decide doubled the percentage of stunts versus Gannon and actually put us about in the middle of the league. So if anything, I'm kind of happy to hear that at least he's mixing things up and it's not the same kind of vanilla pass rush over and over. And, you know, I say that kind of tongue in cheek, cause obviously the pass rush worked last year, but you know, I just want to see some different things, a little aggressive and, and try to confuse quarterbacks a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I- yeah, go, Justin. Oh, uh, no, I just wanted to 
to uh before we move on from this game just point out with Gainwell cuz I was reading some stuff online you know people were quite upset with you know the fact that he was getting the ball so much but we did talk about the loss of Sanders and the fact that you know last season he had the bulk of the carries he had over 259 uh which amounted to about 15 a game which uh Gainwell had 14 this game he averaged almost 4 yards a carry which actually wasn't too bad now Unfortunately, it did seem to take away from, you know, maybe guys like Goddard in this situation. But I did want to point that out. He would, if we averaged out his rushing yards this game throughout the season, you'd have over a thousand. So it's not like he had a bad game necessarily. I think we're just shocked to see Gainwell get so many carries right away. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know Rob nailed it with by saying Hertz was uncomfortable. It just felt like everyone was kind of uncomfortable. There was no, there's just no rhythm, no, no kind of mojo with the offense. I will say this: as far as bright spots, again, I'm going to go back to the fact that we won the fucking game uh, <laughs> because I think it's easy to get lost. And we've had, if you remember last year, we had a couple ugly wins. Uh, you know, week one against the at Detroit, we barely won 38, 35. It was, it, it came down to that fourth down play where we got to stop almost similar, a lot of ways in this Patriots game. And then we came back and, you know, put it on the, the Minnesota Vikings 24 to seven at home in a primetime game. And then look at the uh, Indianapolis Colts. We barely won 17 to 16, probably should have lost that game. And then we come back with a nice victory, 40 to 33 over the green Bay Packers. And that game wasn't even that close. I think those, the fact that we still won the game, not playing our best game, I think is something to, um, you know, be positive about. And, and I do think Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis in particular really uh, had some good stuff on the offensive line. You know, they were the guys getting those late sacks that really helped ice the game, obviously uh, involved in the fumble there. So I, I think that to me was, was a positive. What about you, Justin, any positives? Oh man, uh, From Reed Blankenship, baby, Reed. He came oh, at twelve tackles, pick. and and yeah, I was a bit upset. You know, I felt like a safety shouldn't have that many tackles if your linebackers are doing their job. At the same time, I mean, he was really flying up when he needed to, so I don't think it was necessarily a huge dig on the LBs. He was cleaning some stuff up, but he was also doing his job and you know getting in on plays that you know I don't know if all safeties would have normally. So. Man, 12 tackles, eight solo. It was a great performance by him. He had some good oh, – he's he's a good, sure – like uh, he's just like a great open field tackler, which really can make a difference. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Reed had he's banged game. up now, though, yeah? I think I saw. Yeah, I'll pull up the updated injury report. But, Rob, where are you at? Any positives? Yeah, I mean, I, I think clearly the, the defensive line, like like you said, Sean, I mean, Jalen Carter looked great um, first sack, and I think he had something like six hurries or something like that. And, um, you know, Jordan Davis obviously also had a great game, which is good to see. But, um, you know, also, too, Milton Williams actually had a yeah. pretty good game. Um, so, you know, you had all three of them really performing at a pretty high level, not just the, you know, the two stars, so to speak. And uh, so they really shined on defense. And then I think you got to give props to Jake Elliott. I know he mixed that extra point, oh, yeah. but hitting those long field goals really won us the game. Yeah. Um, you know, he misses those and and all of a sudden the field position shifts and it, it could have been a totally different game too. So, you know, I know he's a kicker, but he, he deserves some kudos as well. So in terms of a bright spot, you know, other than that, I don't think there's a million bright spots and, and, you know, Sean, just to go back to your gain. Well, I, I don't get the fascination with him. I think he's a solid runner, but I don't know why we're running him at the expense of Swift, who I think has much more breakaway potential. Um, and honestly, I don't know why Penny was a healthy scratch. I, I honestly think, and Sean's going to hate this, that Boston shot Scott should be a scratch over Penny oh, um, until, you. until I see otherwise. I mean, Penny has, what one of the longest, you know, yards after contact in the NFL, I think the highest, um, you know, let's see those guys out there. And I don't, maybe Nick just thought he was resting them for the Thursday night game, given That's the short read, week. Yeah. Um, but potentially, you know, I, I just, I, I didn't get it. Um, it didn't make sense. And even Nick in his post-conference said, you know, Swift needs more than one touch. It, it was basically the exact same thing as Devonta Smith last year in Detroit when he got one throw. So, um, just to go back to that, I, I, it, it just confused me. The whole running game didn't make sense. Um, and honestly, Jalen Hurts, I thought, you know, they were too cautious with him in terms of running. I, I get that you paid him a ton now. 
Um, but you can't take away what made him so good last year. There has to be a balance. Um, and I, I just thought even him when he did run, he almost, I don't want to use the term scared to take a hit, but he was so cautious in terms of going down. Um, you know, it, I, I just don't want to see that all year. You, you can't be perfect and, and you can't take away what made him so good last year. No, I agree, Rob. It's like uh, you obviously don't want a Josh Allen performance, just chucking it up deep. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, yeah, you'd like to see him throw it a little more. I, I, I rewatched the game and I counted, I think it was about eight to ten times he either threw the ball away or just slid down for either a, a zero to two-yard gain. Yeah, uh, I wonder Definitely if- tentative and and didn't want to throw too much. Yeah, I wonder how much of that is the game plan or Hurts not seeing what they're supposed to see, new plays, whatever. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. It 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 just it kind of goes back to that, just them being out of rhythm, out of sync. It was funny. Uh, that was Rob's bright spots. <laughs> <It was> just... <laughs> no, I, I gave my bright spots. No, no, to I players, know. But I, I wanted to go back spots. and touch upon uh, Gainwell. Um, look, there weren't a lot of bright spots. Other, yeah. You know, you're right, Sean. We won, and yeah. you know, maybe it's crazy to complain about all these things. But I think we'd be lying to ourselves if we said the team looked great and we got a victory and nothing else matters. I mean, clearly that was not the case. Yeah, I mean, I would just say winning ugly still still counts as a W. I mean, you know, Chiefs yeah. Chiefs ended up losing. Uh, you know, some of these other like top tier teams. The Bengals, no, no Bengals. doubt about it. I mean, Bengals got their ass kicked. Uh, so I think they would have been happy with a ugly win. So I get. Oh, by the I, way, shout out to Josh Job. Sorry, I meant to mention. Oh yeah, that, he, he came in for Bradbury. He had, he that. had that push out late. <laughs> But just enough of a push out. I'll give it to him. <laughs> it was I'll close. How, by the way, how did that receiver not get that second foot? And it oh, was such an easy tap. <laughs> it really was. I thought it was too rough. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a weird a weird way to end the game uh, at the sports book there. And I think for the running back rotation, I think I'm fine with Kenny Gainwell. Like to me, it should be close to like 40% Kenny Gainwell. 40% DeAndre Swift and then, you know, like 10, 15 penny, and then a little sprinkle uh, there of Boston Scott. So I I'm with you. Like, I don't understand what they were doing there. Um, I, and I do think Swift is going to, is going to get a heavy dose. What about us as fans, uh, Justin, anything uh, again, reminder, we did win the game. So I don't want to, I don't want to completely tear down the operation. I put on the chain in the second half when I felt we needed it, but Justin, uh, what about you? You were, I mean, you were out there watching soccer as well. You I know. I duty. I feel like as a father and a fan, I did as much as I possibly could. I'm not going to lie. Uh, other than maybe I had my sound on a, a touch loud, so I turned it down. Maybe I could have kept it up. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I even like got in the car and drove home and maybe, maybe I peeked at my phone every now and then at a light. Uh, no, nah, I, I felt like I did what I could. So kudos to me. I helped him win. Rob? <laughs> Yeah, I I could have done a little better. I um I was coming home. We we were away for a couple days for the weekend and unloading the car. And I had my Eagle shirt on that I normally wear for games, and I was just like dripping sweat. So I actually ended up changing the shirt last minute to a different T-shirt. Um, I felt like while we still won, it wasn't the like a game shirt. So that might've affected them a little bit. So I'll, I'll definitely correct that for next week. Yeah. I mean, Jalen hurts at a C minus game. Cause you're wearing your C minus shirt, Rob, come on. <laughs> like let's, let's get back to, uh, let's get back to reality here. Uh, what a checking, checking in around the league, Dallas, a big win 49ers, big win green Bay looked pretty good. Any, uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I was to me, the Cowboys beating up the Giants. That was more about the Giants being shitty frauds. And uh, I'm not as worried about Dallas 49ers as much as it pains me to say it. I think Brock Purdy looked really sharp against the Pittsburgh defense that I still think is is pretty good. So that John me- loves Pittsburgh. No, I, I I think they're I think I think they're a good, well coached team. You guys talked me out of uh, playing them in the circa millions. Shout out to us, uh, Scat for a Bean, five and zero currently. Knock on wood. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely I thought it would be a bumpier road for Brock Purdy on the road like that. So that one to me was a little surprising. I'm not going to say concerning, but what about you, Justin? Anything? Any takeaways from a uh, across the league? 
I mean, uh, I think you pointed it out. Giants are fraud. So I, the Dallas game was the Dallas game. I mean, good for them, I guess. They won 40-0, but they won two, you know, fraud. So what are you going to take from that game? The 49ers, though, I think is a serious contender. Um, I I still don't think Brock Purdy's the guy. I think if we play them, we can rattle him and beat them. But, I mean, they have some really talented players, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So they're a dangerous team, though. Um, so there's something to watch, and I'm curious to see, you know, how they play their next few games as well as how healthy they can stay. So, Look, I, I think the 49ers looked really good, and they're a matchup nightmare, honestly, for how, you know, the weapons that they have and, and how they play. Um, and I, I think for us going down the stretch to be able to beat those teams, and I think we can – uh, but we're going to have to score like those games are going to be shootouts. We're not holding like the 49ers to like 10 points or something like that, especially with no linebackers. Um, <laughs> so that's more, all the more reason we need to get the offense in check. And honestly, Dallas, too, they'll score. And, and Dallas's defense, you know, I do think the offense, you know, usually sputters and Dak hits rough patches and, and whatnot. But that defense is really good, actually. Um, so. You know, clearly they were the two teams that stood out this week. But I think the other thing just generally that stood out that we talked about a little bit is a lot of teams were rusty like us. Yeah. I mean, you you talked about it before. I mean, the Bengals who saw, you know, Joe Burrow signing the biggest contract in the NFL. Then the next day they laid an egg and got beat by Cleveland. Um, you know, there were, you know, the Chiefs lost and, um, you know, there, there were just multiple games. You could tell it's sloppy because no one plays in preseason and, you know, they're walking out there and now it's going to you know, take time to ramp up. So, you know, the good news is we're not alone and we're one of the lucky ones. Like Sean said, we got to, we got to win. So, um, you know, that was my big takeaway from the week. I will say, did, didn't Sirianni say that he's going to potentially look at what he does in the future as far as playing starters in preseason? Um, with that being said, I, I still like the system we have. I know we came out rusty, but with the talent we have, I, I still wouldn't have started Jalen in preseason or risk any type of injury to our main guys. Uh, I just, it seems to happen every preseason to a team or two where a, a big guy goes down. I, I'd rather just start out rusty to be completely honest. Yeah. I mean, well, it's funny because go ahead, Sean. I, I, I was going to say, it's funny because I, I think Nick said something like, yeah, maybe I need to reconsider playing him a drive or two. And I'm thinking to yeah. myself, like, what is a series going to do? do in the grand scheme of things? And uh, I guess the opposite argument is I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh, I, I heard somewhere played their starters for multiple series. And I think they scored a touchdown on like every drive or something like that. And everyone was all hyped up and, and clearly <laughs> they came out and got smoked. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, Green Bay played a lot of their starters and they look good. I, I don't think there's any right answer, but then if you get injured, that it just looks. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers played one series in the preseason or two series, and then uh, that didn't work out for him. I, I think it's just completely random. And, uh, you know, they were in the Super Bowl and they had all their starters healthy. So it's it's hard to question not playing them in the preseason. Like if we are optimistic on this team, making a deep run, I think it is kind of crazy to put miles on the guys uh, early. I think just get what you can out of the joint practices. And then I, I think this was, yeah, you can blame not playing in the preseason, but I think they just need to do a better job scheming up, um, you know, but that's for next year. Uh, what about a around the league? It's always fun to uh, make fun of the other teams in the division. Uh, there was a, a <laughs> an article going around about Brian Dable throwing a huge party Saturday night. Uh, it was later fact-checked and turned out to be his six-year-old uh, six birthday party, but they didn't say whether or not it was still a huge party. Uh, I did enjoy the, uh, there was a really sad post on the giant subreddit where you see those like fan wallpapers that they put out uh, commemorate, you know, with like the scores and, and the record. And it's just the idea of someone downloading a cell phone wallpaper where it's just giants. Oh, and one after losing 40 to nothing, like, yep. Got to update my wallpaper. Uh, that was, uh, <laughs> that was pretty great. But uh, Rob, Justin, anything catch your eye? Yeah. I just I saw um, less a post about a fan, but just a funny stat as I was, you know, browsing the, uh, you know, the, the giants subreddit and, the highest graded pass blocker 
for the Giants in the game was actually Saquon Barkley, their running back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I mean, is pretty great. Yeah, that is uh that oh man, that's hilarious. I still stand by my take that the gerbil is a fraud. I, I yeah. said it last year. I'm I'm sticking with it. I know some people still think he's good, and maybe this was a bump in the road with Dallas, but I, I can't take that guy seriously. Uh with that said though, uh the post. I don't know how we can let slide Dak uh, being put under for an 11-hour tattoo. That is the lamest thing I've ever heard (laughs) about a football player. I mean, come on, man. You're going to get sedated uh, getting a tattoo? Like, who even knew that was an option? I mean, Justin, you got a a a slice (laughs) of pizza tattooed on you as a joke. Were you you conscious the entire time? I was, and I mean, it was it was touch and go. I stayed awake the entire time. Uh, when it got to the pepperoni slices, uh, I'm not gonna lie, it, it hurt. Yeah, I wish I was like <laughs> this uh, tattoo was also it was on my rear, so I I think maybe there was a little bit of extra fat there, so it didn't hurt as much as others. But regardless, chin wherever I would have I would have stayed awake for it. Oh man, great use of the word rear. All right, uh, moving over to the preview against the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, Eagles at home right now, laying six and a half over Traff King Sportsbook, promo code SGP. A uh, little banged up. We'll see how serious. Uh, starting with James Bradbury, he is in the concussion protocol, which is going to be tough to clear on the short week. Uh, Fletcher Cox didn't practice Monday. He's limited today on Tuesday. That's always a good sign. Obviously, Nicobe Dean is on IR. And then you got Reed Blankenship and Kenny Gainwell both not practicing because of uh, rib injuries there. Right? Uh, Rob, what's, the, what's your biggest concern injury-wise? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest concern, obviously, is Bradbury. It, it seems pretty unlikely he's going to play. I just don't think he can turn around that quick from the concussion protocol. And um, obviously, we're going up against, you know, probably the best receiver in the NFL and in, in Justin Jefferson. And we still have Slay, who I assume will have to follow him. And he did have a great game against him oh, last yeah. year, obviously shut him down. But still, losing Bradbury is a big loss against a team that's going to come out throwing Um so that's a concern to me. I mean, I, I tend to think the other guys are going to play. And actually, you know, shout out to Fletcher Cox, actually. He had a really good game last week and and yeah. had a couple uh, good tackles um, and, and, and plays when we needed them. So he was actually a bright yeah. spot, too, that I think we forgot to mention. Yeah, no, I hear you, Rob. I, th- I, I would agree, Bradbury, big one. Um, I am also concerned, though, I, I mean, the loss of Dean for this game, but also just about his, he seems to be a, a touch injury prone. Uh, I am a, a bit concerned about his health and the fact that, you know, he's going to be missing reps. And this is a guy we were hoping would be able to, you know, kind of plug and play at linebacker now this season. And unfortunately he's going to be missing even more time. Yeah, no, I mean the, the Dean thing is, is just shitty. The guy hasn't been able uh, to stay healthy. Moving over to the game itself, I mean, the, the Vikings caught a couple injuries as well. Uh, looks like their center, Garrett Bradbury, didn't practice uh, today. He's he's hasn't practiced all week. Uh, their right guard, Ed Ingram, probably their weak link. He struggled as well. Um, so I think there's, again, to me, getting back on track and dominating, I thought the defensive line overall did play kind of pretty well could have got home a little bit more, but to me for getting it done against the Vikings, I think they just have to continue to, to push people around and get that pass rush um, and, and do anything they can to make the linebackers job easier. So yeah, I I'll hopefully we're able to take advantage of their banged up offensive line. Rob, what do you got to see on defense? Yeah, I, I think, Look, we're all going to say the same thing. That defensive line has to get pressure on Cousins and make him, uh, you know, uncomfortable. I, I don't think they're going to be as much of a dink and dunk team as the Patriots were, which may play to our advantage. Um, you know, well, maybe I, they'll I'll, try. I'll, I'll hop in there. Honestly, if we're doing biggest concern defensively, it's I, I know Justin Jefferson's very good, but I, I'm I'm most worried about TJ Hawkinson. He's a really good tight end. Okay. We just got exploited uh, by the Patriots tight end. So I, I think that is my biggest concern. That That's fair. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point. 
Um, I just think the middle of the field's my biggest concern. I, yeah. I don't until Desai shows he has an answer to stop plays there. Um, you know, I, I just I I want to see what he does, and I don't have the answer what he needs to do. I guess that's his job. That's why he's a defensive coordinator in the league. But we need to do something to stop the leaking of of the middle of the field because I do think if we can just give our D line a little time, they're going to get home and they're going to make Cousins very uncomfortable, and and he'll make a mistake or two. Taking a quick break to talk about Hall of Fame bets. If you know me, Sean Stacking the Money Green, love a good parlay. And Hall of Fame bets is great. It is, it, it's a research tool designed to help you optimize your parlays. We're talking parlays, player props, game lines. You can research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer, a tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate uh, for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And we're back on the Dire Eagles podcast. Yeah, I'm going to echo what you guys said there. I'd, uh, just kind of add a, a stat I was looking at. I rewatched the game. And I mean, Tampa, uh, the game, uh, Minnesota versus Tampa, there, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and Tampa, by PFF standards, was ranked 25th uh, for their defensive line to start and this season. And I mean, they looked great against that Minnesota offensive line. And uh, I think. They were ranked low. Don't get me wrong. I think they're probably uh, closer to the middle of the league. But that being said, I mean, I still think we have the best defensive line in the league, and we should be able to get home against Cousins. The other thing, too, is Cousins does hold the ball quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. I mean, especially compared to Mac Jones, who was just trying to fire away, and you could tell that was Belichick just saying, hey, we got to unload this as quickly as possible against this defensive line. So I- I'm hoping I – th- I think we're going to see – you know, obviously more than two sacks in this game. Uh, key thing is, you know, how many big plays can they get against us? And I'm hoping it's not too many. Yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm really, Hawkinson, I think, is the guy uh, that we got to try and lock down and and do anything we can to to slow him down. I, obviously, Justin Jefferson's better, but I, I think Slay, they seem to have, you know, he, what last year slay had more interceptions than receptions allowed um, when targeting Justin Jefferson. I mean, that's an insane, insane stat uh, for me on the offensive side. I think there is some, like, if you watch, uh, I know a uh, fellow tape grinder, uh, Justin over there, if you watch some of the, <laughs> some of that bucks game, like there were deep shots uh, down the field that uh, Baker took some, he connected on some, he didn't, I, you know, Hertz should not hesitate to unload the cannon uh, to AJ Brown. AJ Brown to me is still unguardable. Like he just is. I, even when he's covered, that guy is open. So just keep pushing it to AJ Brown. I think Nick is going to come in there and they're going to go out of their way to get Goddard going as well, I would assume. Um, but yeah, those and O line, like uh, I, I forget, were we talking about it in the text? But I mean, George, uh, Justin, what do you make of what do you make of Jordan Mailata? Not a great game for him. Yeah, he's struggled as of late. I feel like uh, not even just this game, but uh, you know, uh, I think he picks it up. Hopefully, um, the good thing about him is he seems to be you know really hard on himself. He's pre- he's hopefully going to try and clean up what happened last game. This game, I think he has a little bit better of a matchup this game. Hopefully. Uh, for himself, but yeah, that, not just him though. Our offensive line as a whole struggled. Um, you would hope for some more continuity between those guys. Um, Jurgens actually had some decent blocking to a certain extent uh, last game, so hopefully they can all put it together and we'll be able to get some push here. Yeah, what about you, Rob? What do you what do you want to see? What are you concerned about on the offensive side? I mean, yeah, they they do. Yeah. I think you guys hit it to start. One, the offensive line needs to, you know, 
okay, they had their one game. Let's get back in sync. And we talked about this last week that maybe they'd be a little shaky coming out because it happened last year in Detroit. And then obviously they they got it together. I mean, even Lane didn't have a great game last week. Yeah. Um, you know, he yeah. gave up some hurries and and things of that nature. So certainly everything starts there. But I want to see Goddard involved. I mean, I went crazy about it. It was driving me nuts. So that's one. He needs to get some touches because I just think he keeps that middle of the field open, keeps it honest. Um, you know, I would like to see, you know, as well, us get a running game established. I, I just felt like I know that they started out and they gave Gainwell all those touches, but it just seemed like a disjointed running game to me. Like there was no cohesion or balance to it because I do think, you know, we have in the past when the offense has struggled, we've turned to the run to kind of get us reset and 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 open up everything else for them, the rest of the offense to take off. So that wouldn't be a bad way to come, you know, go about this game to try to reestablish that run, make the defense honest, and then you open it up for all those guys, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, and kind of just hopefully then the floodgates open from there. Um, and I just felt like we never established that balance last game. I mean, you know, last game we would have a third and 21 or third and 20 or whatever, and we're running like quarterback draws up the middle. I mean, like, come on, what what are you doing here? So, um, you know, I, I think I actually would like to see them get the run going in a, in a cohesive way and then let that open the rest of the offense up. And, and I think also that helps the offensive line. I think blocking-wise, the offensive line likes run blocking, and I think it helps keep the D-lines honest and maybe will help them get set as well and, and get in their rhythm. Yeah, no, 100%. If we, you know, all our great offensive games started with, like, getting the run game going, you know, pushing guys around up front, getting hurt some time, setting up the play action, and, you know, it's kind of all downhill from there. Uh, what about, of course, Kirk Cousins in prime time, uh, 12 and 20 overall in prime time games. I think we're going to uh, – I, I do think we're able to rattle Kirk, and, and I do feel – good um about our like the vikings cornerbacks still just don't have a ton of talent i i think we are going to be able to take advantage of that and that brings us to our underdog fantasy pick them promo code sgpn 100 deposit bonus up to 100 higher lower go three for three get six to one uh i will give this one out kirk cousins passing yards i'm gonna go lower 263 and a half I know we're a little concerned, or at least I am about Hawkinson and over the middle stuff, but I think we get enough pressure on Captain Kirk to slow him down and and rattle him enough. So yeah, give me give me the lower on Kirk Cousins passing yards. Uh Justin, what do you what do you like here? Maybe one for each team. Eagles, Vikings, what do you got? Man, I can't believe you left this one open for me. I mean, Kurt actually has had two decent primetime games, I feel like, the Bills in that playoff game. Uh, but, man, I think he's so due for a wonky one. Uh, how do you let that .5 interceptions yeah. lay there, Sean? I got to go higher. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely going to be coughing up the ball at some point. It's just it's typical Kurt. And then I got to – I mean, AJ, 5.5 receptions – uh, I, I think you got to go with that too. He seems to be the, the guy Jalen likes to go to. I know Devontae had more receptions than AJ, I think, at one point in the game here. But when it gets late and we're down or, you know, or we need a big play, it's he, he seems to always go to AJ. Uh, I'm going to take him here. And I just wanted to also point out, man, we, we said about how Devontae is such a great route runner uh, last podcast. And I mean, did you see the one route that AJ had in that game? It was a thing of beauty. I mean, he's just he's he's great as well. So, five point five receptions over. He's By the way, guy. that AJ deep pass. I don't buy that he was bobbling that. No. I, I don't understand how he's that was adjusting. overturned. I they called it a catch live. How can you overturn that? That was the Maurice. Uh, sorry, the Corey Clement catch in the Super Bowl. You know, like I mean, to be he honest, had to adjust. He had it. Yeah, Come Corey on. Clement, you could make a case he was bobbling it more than AJ was. Like, yeah, yeah honestly, he had that in there tight. Uh, last year, for reference, uh, Captain Kirk, 221 passing yards, one touchdown, three INTs. So uh, I think both are both look pretty uh, solid there. Rob, what do you what do you like? Uh, give us a play for the Vikings and the Eagles. Oh, uh, oh I'll also throw in my Eagles one. I mean, hopefully I'm not stealing Rob's, but 
Uh, Dallas Goddard higher 42 and a half receiving yards. They're just Sirianni is <laughs> going to come in with a mission to feed that man. Uh, you know, he's going to be doing the Zeke spoon after, uh, after this game, Rob, what do you got one for the Eagles? One for the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings, I actually think, um, I hate to take a higher, but high, Justin Jefferson higher than 0.5 receiving TVs. Uh, um, uh, you said, look, Rob, cheering on JJ, his uh, I this thought you didn't like JJ. Uh, I don't. Um, but Same he was embarrassed. Cowboys defense in fantasy. Oh, he was man. he was embarrassed last year. Um He's gonna get some touches this game, and and I think that's fine. He can get some touches, and we can still win the game. They're not, you know, mutually exclusive. So, um, you know, I, I do think he'll get some touches, and they're gonna make an effort because I I think he was embarrassed last year against us. So you're um, taking the over on the point five TDs or the over on the seven receptions? Honestly, I think you could take either. Oh, he's but, gonna take um, both. Wow. <laughs> Are you? I'll say where- the T. I'll say the TDs. Are you gonna wear a Justin Jefferson jersey to cheer on? I, I, I am not. Um, okay. The the interception one was the real lock. Justin took that though. So um, <laughs> oh, okay. So the Eagles, um, Sean, I agree with you on the receiving yards for Goddard, and honestly, I think um, four receptions too is a lock. I think he's going to have more yeah. than four receptions. So I think you could take either Dallas Goddard, but just to be different. Uh, I'll say the point five hurts rushing TDs. Yeah, that's um, a good one. You know, he he gets them when we're down there. Um, you know, he he he's not going to be as cautious this game as he was last game. I I think he knows he played poorly, um, and he's going to want to come out and make a statement, especially in prime time Thursday night. Prime? Yeah, I I, I mean, I think you just play the Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown every game. You're going to end up uh, positive at the end of the season. All right. Time for the final score and our MVE most valuable Eagle. Uh, let's see. I will go 27, 17 Eagles. Get it done. They get the cover just goes under. Uh, and, you know, again, similar vibe to last year where they feel like pretty much in control of the game. They're running the ball a bunch in the second half. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say AJ Brown MVE. I th- those cornerbacks are a real weak spot for the uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. So 27, 17, AJ Brown MVE. Justin, uh, I'm going to say 20 to 20. I think we still cover. Yes. Um, and then we're saying most valuable eagle here. Can I say Jalen? Is that a cop out? I am going to say Jalen because he had a bad game last game. I think he's coming out swinging. He's going deep. Uh, so I'm picking him here. Rob, how say you? I'm going to say we're going to score 31 points. They're going to make an effort to put some points on the board. Um, and I'm going to say 31 to 23. I will give them the cover as well. Um, but I think the Vikings are going to get some points on the board. So we got, we got them all covering winning. It's a good thing. Even if they don't win in impressive fashion, I'll be stoked week three coming up. We will react to week two. Give us a follow on Twitter at diehard Eagles 52 for Rob for Justin. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.